entering the Side Mission Podcast. Three friends that love gaming and love experiencing original content and old school classics give their thoughts on the latest releases and newest topics in the gaming industry. Power up and let's get started. Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. Like always, I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Kyle Lynch and Matt Beck. And guys, we've got kind of a negative topic. It's kind of negative. But it's a super interesting topic I've been wanting to talk about. I know we all have our opinions on it. 2020, I think, if we can just speak honestly, has not been the best marketing year for the gaming industry. And uh, I know that we all have our opinions. We all have our beliefs and our thoughts on why that has been. There have been things outside of the control of developers and the publishers, and I know that that's been a big part of it. Uh, Kyle, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War just released their first trailer today for their new game. It's the first trailer we've seen. Uh, it's late August, almost September. That's a problem, right? Oh, yeah. That's a that's a big problem because every single every single year, you know, we get a new Call of Duty. We know we get it in the fall. It's the same month every year. And we should be seeing a trailer sometime around the spring, early summer, not literally two months before the game is going to drop. I mean, I'm supposed to have had time to have seen the gameplay, to have seen the story trailer, you know, to have seen what I'm going to be paying $60 for, and I don't even know That's if I want... That's big one right there. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to pre-order yet, because I've only seen one trailer. Granted, it was great. I loved it, but, I mean, it doesn't put a lot of faith, you know, for me, in the developers, in the game studios, if I only get to see one trailer literally... 60 days before the game drops like that's yeah. just not good marketing it's not good marketing at all you know i think even in the worst of times for call of duty uh basically the uh the infinite infinite warfare <laughs> timeline um even in that time i think we can all agree that the marketing wasn't really the problem with that game we got a trailer around the normal time we were expecting it and the problem with that was more or less just the game itself it wasn't the marketing the the marketing team uh did their best with that game there was only so much they could do to really uphold that game. And I think back to even Black Ops 3, I'm pretty sure that we got a reveal for that, I want to say, in February or March, the year it came out. So there's, I just don't feel like there's much excuse for us to just now be getting a trailer. And it's almost as if people have kind of mentally let what's gone on this year, whether it be due to what how COVID-19 has changed things. And it doesn't help that, you know, it has that's made major changes to how uh, publishers and developers are able to get their games out to people. It changes the logistics of it all. We saw it when Last of Us Part Two was delayed, even though I have my own theories about that, and we'll get to that here in a few minutes. But, Matt, it's it's even further along when you look at the fact that we still don't know how much these next-gen consoles are going to be. And I've said this. I'm to a point, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think they'll get delayed, but I just no longer can have this belief that it's impossible that they get delayed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh it's 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 been up in the air like you know we we knew next gen consoles were coming out this year and th this is well before you know the the pandemic and i you know every year it, it's normally around we get an early show with you know xbox and playstation uh typically before e3 e3 is normally where we'll actually see the systems themselves the prices the pre-orders going up you know we know what games are coming out and I just think this this took everyone by surprise. And out of all the big three, it's greatly affected Nintendo the most, I feel like, because 
you know, throughout the year, we're normally giving these directs. But we haven't had an official Nintendo Direct that wasn't like one of these partner directs or just yeah. an, an off direct. Um, you know, we normally we get these right before E3, and we haven't seen a single one. It's been almost a year. Now, it's, it's been exactly over a year since we've seen Nintendo's last direct. Um, we've gotten. Yeah. We we gotten showcases from Xbox. We gotten showcases from PlayStation. We we do know some of the games coming out, but here we are. We've seen the systems. We know what they look like. We know what they're capable of, and we still don't have prices. And I do believe that we're getting like pre-registration pre-orders for the PlayStation Five today, which yeah. I know the three of us. I believe we already went ahead and and, and uh, signed up for that, but we're still out of the loop. Like. But Sony is yeah. constantly Sony's constantly stating we're not delaying it. It's coming out this year, but it, we don't have a lot of confidence because like Sony Sony's got so much more to show. I, like you know they are showing us Ratchet and Clank gameplay this coming at Gamescom this uh, coming week on the twenty seventh, I believe, and that's all we're seeing. And we yeah. we, we got ideas of what's coming out. Like we know Miles uh, the Spider Man spinoff is coming out here, and you know the holidays. But that's literally all we got, and I definitely know like, everything's been pushed back to 2021, you know, next year. And like Nintendo's got one other game announced for the rest of this year that we know of, which is a Wii U port of Pikmin, and it's starting just to come off like I don't, I don't think any of the big three have these set plans yet. Yeah, I think the word you said that stuck out to me was we don't have the confidence that we need to know that these systems are going to come out this year. We don't exactly. have that. We don't have the confidence to know or to believe that something won't go wrong. I look at how The Last of Us Part Two delayed was handled, and of course, we're spun the tale of it's all about logistics, it's all about right. shipping the games out becomes infinitely harder when you have less manpower, because that was right in the meat of the time when we were just beginning to get out of quarantine a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, The quarantine happened back in April, and then in May was when we kind of saw the beginning of it, and then early May it got delayed, so... I, we were spun this tale of how it was all because of the quarantine in April and how that pushed them back. And I can understand that because when you have less manpower at a studio, it probably is harder to handle the logistics. At the same time, I don't buy that tale now because due to that delay, we were then given a PS4 Pro bundle out of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it sometimes feels, the conspiracy theorist in me, it sometimes feels like, that was something we were told so they could have more time to design this and to kind of perfect it and right. to figure out if it was possible even maybe. But I, I feel like I feel like that was something that if they had announced that at the very beginning of the pre-orders, especially with the leaks for that game, right? I feel like it would have sold. I feel like it would have sold at the beginning. And to, to tell us that it was all because of that, I don't believe. So whether it be because of COVID or it be because of anything else, Here's my question to you guys that I'm really interested to hear about, and Kyle, we'll hear from you first. How much of this pricing stuff that we don't know how much consoles are going to be, we don't know what games are, are we, we don't have a release for a lot of major games. We don't have a release date for a lot of them. How much of this is due to the fact that this year we didn't get an E3? You know, I, I actually haven't, I haven't thought too much about that. Um, it is weird. It's really, really weird that we did not get an E3 this year. Um, I think that they definitely pushed things back, so that I guess they were kind of left on their own to do their own trailers and their own reveals, and that may have been why the marketing was just so bad this year is because everybody mm -hmm. banked on these big E3 presentations like they do every year, and then we right. didn't get one, and so we ended up with a trailer two months before a game dropped, so we end up with, you know, 
like Halo Infinite, for example, was we've been told since it was announced that it's going to be an Xbox Series X launch title. And three or four months before the game comes out, they're like, hey, we're delaying it till next year. Yeah. You couldn't have said mm-hmm. this six months, eight months before the game drops, not as we're going into fall, looking forward to getting these consoles in just a couple of months. Yeah. It's... I remember, I remember making plans with both of you, talking about, man, how are we going to cover this? You know, what what consoles are we looking at getting at first? And now it's, right. we don't know if this is going to happen this year. We really don't. Yeah. And then here's the thing: all of this could also be hearsay. We could also be just, you know, completely wrong, and the consoles could still come out this year. But the problem is, is that we don't have confidence that that's really the case right now. We don't have right. that, and it's it goes back to what Matt said about that: is that we just don't have any kind of base to stand on in terms of being able to believe that these the gaming industry is going to function the same way it has always. And 2020 has been a bear of a year. That's just the honesty. And it's it's not just with COVID. It's not just with, you know, protests. It's not just with, even to a major sports fan like me, you know, the death of Kobe Bryant at the beginning of the year. It's been, I don't know that I've lived through a year like this. And maybe that has had an adverse effect on the gaming industry. But the problem is, I don't think we can continue to use that as bad as a bad marketing excuse. Because at the end yeah. of the day, I don't believe that it's terribly hard to put out a trailer as someone who does video editing. I don't believe that's hard. I don't believe that putting together a good trailer, especially when you have a team of professionals, I don't believe that's hard. We could have easily had this revealed earlier in the year, and instead it, it just it feels a little too little too late, especially in terms of pre-orders. It feels just too little too late to save it. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm one of those that I am hopeful that... We get through this year and things kind of, kind of you know, slow down and kind of get back to normal beginning of next year. But we don't have that confidence anymore that we are going to for sure be getting these consoles this year. At least I don't have that confidence. Is there anything else that you guys would like to say before we move on to <laughs> what I think will be a happier topic? Um, I do actually want to make a quick mention since you asked Kyle about how he feels like marketing, you know, has has struggled, especially just due to us not having an E3 this year. Um, you know, this is this is where everyone shows new trailers. Like the the issue we were having is all these plans were made. Like you know, Ubisoft had their own event, but they were showing trailers for games that we already have seen already coming out this year, instead of showing of anything of you know for us next year on on the next gen systems. Yeah. And that has that's just E3's time to shine which every year i watch it and every year i get super excited because it's like i know it's coming this year because you know this this is stuff they they talked about last year's e3 that is when you know the companies come out announce what big games are coming for the holidays especially with new generation uh consoles coming out and then we get a sneak peek of next year but that's not been the case this time around and it's, it's like i i definitely hope that we can see a, refor- a return of form next year with hopefully everything will be a lot more, you know. For sure, I agree. I, I think that a return to form next year is very, very likely. I mean, I think as long as everything goes according to whatever the plan the industry has, whatever the major players in the industry have, I hope that it all goes according to plan and that everything, I hope everything the rest of this year goes smoothly as well. But there is one thing I know we can talk about that is an absolute uh, marketing win. The timing of it was perfect. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, and by the way, Matt and Kyle have no idea what we're about to talk about. It's the best thing about Ooh. being in charge of these is that I get to sometimes make calls as the quarterback, and I get to audible sometimes. <laughs> and 
One of, one of, I think, the best things I think that we can talk about right now, and it's something that I'm sure will get both of these guys excited, is how the gaming world as a whole was rocked on Friday when the trailer for Gotham Knights was released. Oh, And oh, that man. is an absolute yes. marketing victory yes. right there because they picked a perfect time to unveil that, along with the trailer for The Batman, the new Matt Reeves movie. Uh, at, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. At DC Fandom, I hope that that's pronounced right. If yes, not, yes. then just know that I can uh, barely read at a fifth grade level. So, um, <laughs> But this trailer undoubtedly got all three of us hyped. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm super excited for the potential this game has to offer. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, if it's okay, I'll go ahead and take over right quick. Um, when we kind of had a feeling that we knew it was coming up because even as, like, uh, late last year, we were getting these Twitter teases by, you know, the WB's Twitter account, and it was, you know, talking about, it was, it was teasing the Court of Owls, which, you know, we saw at the end there at the uh, Gotham Knights trailer, so, mm-hmm. so I was very excited. To, now, what I was not expecting, I was not expecting it to be a four-player co-op game <sighs> where you control, you know, <laughs> as I'm just going to call them, like, the children of Batman, you know? Oh, yeah, Nightwing and Robin and Batgirl and, and Red Hood. Now, I was a little disappointed to find out that this is apparently not taking place in the Arkhamverse, as it's being yeah. called. Um, yeah. But it does open up a lot of new potentials. Uh, we've already seen Mr. Freeze. I think we're, mm-hmm. we're, we've already seen a tease for the Court of Owls. Um, this me between me and you guys, I, I personally hope we don't have to see the Joker again, because I feel like he's overdone in yeah. his yeah, games. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, and... Uh, and then, you know, I, I'm super excited, and I saw this cool little uh, demo that they were showing. And uh, mm-hmm. the first thing I actually noticed with the villains, they have levels. So it's definitely looking like they're taking that approach that we've seen with that Assassin's Creed has taken, where the enemies are leveled, and obviously, you know, your character's going to level up as you progress through the story. So I'm excited to see how that's working out. I do feel like it's going to be a, a GAAS, which is a games as a service, which we've seen a lot like here with uh, Avengers um, and other games like that. So I don't know. I, I definitely am excited to see more of this next year. I, I don't feel like we're going to see anything more of it other than a few demos here and there. Well, to go ahead and kind of put like any thoughts at ease as far as what kind of game it's going to be gameplay-wise, they did mention that it is going to be just a straight-up open-world single-player game that can also right. support co-op. So I think yeah, that yeah. it'll be very, very interesting, and that came out today, I'm pretty sure. That came out today on Wednesday when we recorded this, just in case anyone was on a later date. Um, I, I, I think that, Kyle, when we talked about this a few days ago, whew, I, I remember the first thing that me and you both really, really thought about was, is this the game that could potentially unseat Batman Arkham City as the best Ooh. Batman universe game? That's a tall task. Batman yes, Arkham City, is. as I have said many times, in my opinion, was the best single-player game to come out on the Xbox 360 and PS3 era. It was the best single-player game, in my opinion, of that era. And this game has a tall task in trying to maybe unseat that. Kyle, call me crazy. I, I legitimately believe that it could do it, though. It it really could. I mean, it's. I think that they've they've been doing this for a while, and they learned after their mistakes in Arkham Origins and Arkham Knight, where there were things players did like, and there were things players didn't like. And I'm really, really excited to see some of these lesser-known villains, you know, that have always been there, you know, as cameos or as, you know, side missions or, you know, just 
even a poster on the wall, it's like, hey, I know that character. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for them to be showing off these new villains, like the Court of Owls. I don't personally believe they have ever been done in any live action or animated movie or series. I think you're right. And animated, they have. Have they? Okay, have, okay. I haven't seen it, mm -hmm. but I've I I actually have the entire Court of Owls comic from the New Fifty Two, and I freaked out when I found out they were doing it because that is such a good storyline. I'm interested to see how they're gonna do it without Batman. Obviously, this is probably yeah, gonna be yeah. a completely new you know storyline, <clears throat> but it'll be cool to see those little teasers from Hey, this is from the comics, or you know Hey, these are things that you know in the lore that. You know, if you read into, like, when you go and you read the files, you know, you'll be able to point these out. And I'm so excited to see these guys brought to life, you know, in this yeah. in this video game universe. And it, it, like, like you and Russ, you were saying, I really, really hope that the Joker does not play any role as, as great <laughs> of a villain as he is. Yeah. I we'll hope. use this as kind of a segue <laughs> because I agree. I think that there's there's two things, Kyle, that we talked about last night that we just don't want to see in this game, that I think maybe might bring this game down. One, and I think that we kind of have confirmation almost that this won't happen, is something that's been mentioned. I don't want the Joker playing any role in this game. I want the yeah. Joker to be left out of this game all to begin with. I, I, I think that he's had his run, and I think that that's, it needs to be done. Because you killed him off in Arkham City for a reason. And then you brought him right back in Arkham Knight, and then he was used as a red herring in Arkham Origins when Black Mask was billed as the main villain and ended up yeah. not being the case. We've had our fill of Joker. We've had our fill of it. So let's take him out. But here's the other thing I really don't want in this game. I don't want this game to have that much Batman in it. I want this game to be completely about the Gotham Knights, completely about yeah. Nightwing, Robin, Red Hood, and Batgirl. I want it to be completely about them. What I don't want, and this is a cop-out in a lot of games nowadays, I think there's only a couple games recently that have done this right, with Last of Us Part Two being one of them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be playing as Red Hood during a mission, an argument break out, and all of a sudden he goes into a flashback of him solving a crime with Batman and them questioning you know, if they, if they're, if they kill, if they're any better than... I don't want that. I, 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 yeah. Instead, I want this to be completely focused on the Gotham Knights. I want it to be focused on them as characters. I don't want... I want Batman to be, outside of the first hour to two hours of this game, I do not want him in this game at all. Yeah. Outside of this. And that is only to explain the part of the trailer, the part that I think, I, I think if you ask anyone, it's the best part of the trailer. It's the first minute and a half of the trailer when you're, you're, you're going through, you hear all the news footage of there's an explosion north of Gotham, and police mm -hmm. are trying to figure out if there's any victims. They found a body. We are unable to confirm identity. And then, of course, it obviously gets confirmed that it's Bruce Wayne. And then you see the code black... Uh, the code mm -hmm. black signal message that he sends out to the four characters. And I think that whole section, I remember, Kyle, we talked about it again, is just, it, 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 is, it is a punch right to the feels when the first thing you hear in this trailer from an actual character is Kevin Conroy's voice saying, if you're watching this, I'm dead. Yes. And then it was another punch to the gut at the end when he says, you've always had my back when I've needed you most. I know you'll keep Gotham safe. Good luck and goodbye. It's just, I want, when he says goodbye, I want that to be the last we see of him. Yes. Outside of all of that, there is one thing I'm disappointed about because Kyle was able to confirm it for me earlier this week. I'm disappointed yeah. in this game, the fact that we are not seeing, as far as we know, Kyle, let me know if you've confirmed that. I think you did, I think you did earlier this week. Um, I'm, very, I'm very irritated that we're not seeing Damian Wayne as Robin. 
Yes, it's, it's and that we Kendrick. haven't, and that we haven't seen Damian Wayne mm. in. And someone can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I I don't think we've seen any iteration of Damian Wayne in the Batman in any Batman video game, not just no. the Arkham games, but any game before. And the sad thing is, is that in the trailer, the Robin looks young enough to be Damian Wayne, and it resembles Bruce Wayne's character enough to make me think. Maybe it could be Damian Wayne. And that was my first thought was, holy cow, are we seeing our first version of Damian Wayne in you know, a Batman video game? And it's incredibly disappointing that we're not. Yeah. The, but oh, sorry, I'll, I'll live with it. Call your mains right now before we do it, because I'm telling you right now, nobody is taking Red Hood from me. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm going Nightwing all the way. Oh, snap, Matt. He We're going to fight main. over that one, Kyle. Man. Fight no, me in injustice. Just, just I'll take, fight you, man. Matt, Matt it's all good. <laughs> you can take Batgirl because no one wants to be Robin. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no, no, no one wants to no. be Robin. Dude, no. look, you know just, just we'll fight do, me. We'll, we'll fight me. We'll go Nightwing and Nightwing and Injustice 2. That settles it. Oh, dude. Ooh, oh, dude. That's what we're going to do. I'm all for it. That's what we got to do. I am all for it. Good luck. I grinded for his mythic weapon. That is going to do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel for more content and follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. For Kyle Lynch and Matt Beck, I'm Rusty Ellis. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Side Mission Podcast. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites in the Hints and Open Podcast Center.